I love you. Welcome back to the couch, potatoes. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. This is Green Faceless on the Couch, a podcast about movies and TV. And we are back with the Studio Ghibli playlist. Here we go. Everybody loves it. We love it. Yeah. Uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Another one I had not seen. What? Mm. Really? I have seen Kiki several times, so I was I'm surprised to hear. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I figured this was one that I had watched at uh, the individual's house that we said that we were watching these things. At. Yeah, I feel I feel like that house typically opted for the more action oriented ones. Okay. I don't remember seeing this one there. Okay. I kind of recall watching this one with them. But anyways, uh, I have seen it quite often. I, I do believe it's one of my wife's favorites out of the bunch. And I yeah, like after it one too. viewing, I can say it's certainly one of my favorites already. All right, so. nice. Yeah, it's, it's de- like, you know, these are all amazing in their own right, right? But Oh, yeah. I feel like with this one, as I was watching it, a lot more of the background messages were very clear. Mm. You know, it's like a lot of times when you read somebody's story or, or watch somebody's movie, there are things there to analyze and you could look into right. it. And, you know, sometimes maybe you're looking into nothing and, you know, the, the creator is laughing at you. Other times it's real. The creator was thinking about that when they were writing it. Mm. I feel like this one was very relevant very like you know I, I feel like it's very relatable and it's just it's everything's on the surface level where you're just like yes this is all you know i can, I agree. can agree with this yeah, because well, I, i'm going through these motions in my yeah. own life what i was gonna say about it is that it is one of the more put together out of these yeah, yeah. and so let's uh go ahead and jump into the synopsis of this one. Uh, it, yes. uh, like I said, it is pretty well put together, and its plot is pretty uh, straightforward, too, compared oh, yeah. to some of these. Which, I mean, that's like half the point of some of them, is, is a little bit of right? So that's fine. Did we mention that it's another <laughs> Hayao Miyazaki? I don't know that we have. I don't think we did. But yes, this is written, directed, and pres- produced by Hayao Miyazaki. And, um, yeah, so I don't know what version I saw first, but we noticed that before we, uh, started recording that there was a couple of releases from Disney and then yet another English uh, version that came out in 1990. The original came out in 89 in, in Japan and Streamline Pictures did it. But then Disney, when they were doing every, all the other ones, they uh, did it once, and then it came out again in 2010, which I know Damn. I've seen that version a couple times, but I may have seen one of the earlier versions when, when we were kids. I'm not sure. but Yeah, I, I feel like we had to have watched the re-released and the 2010 re-released, because it seemed like the... Oh, we the did. We definitely we did. Yeah. yeah. But... Anyhow, what, what I wanted to talk about that is that this the second build character who who is Gigi, 
um, the magic cat that Kiki can talk to for most of the movie, is played by American comedian Phil Hartman. Well, I say American, he's Canadian-born, but SNL comedian. Anyways, he was most, a lot of people probably know this, but I don't think a lot of people younger than us know that he was uh, murdered by his wife uh, at some point. <laughs> but that's fair yeah and i, I knew it was I thought in you were the 90s. Gonna say one of his film roles <laughs> oh <laughs> i thought you were yeah, gonna say like no, he was on I the just, simpsons or <laughs> i mean he was on the simpsons he was uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> he went for the crazy <laughs> hey you know i i just wanted to say that the reason why i was like when i saw that the disney version came out in 2010 i was like but i right, thought right. phil hartman died a long time before that and he did he died like right when they released the other version yeah. so it is pretty crazy that this is like one of the latter things that he did but yeah Besides that, yeah. moving on, I just wanted to bring that out be in the beginning because I knew I was going to do it at some point, and I'm sorry that oh it was uh, jarring. <laughs> no, I don't, like, for some reason it's like I knew that fact, but I was not aware of that fact. Like, you know, it gotcha. wasn't something that was, like, on the forefront of my mind. So that really just came out of what I feel, and I was just like, whoa. <laughs> that was not where I thought you were heading. Oh my so, gosh. Man. Anyways, uh, Kiki is a young witch. She is like 13, I don't know, 14 years old, very young, like teenage witch. Yes. Um, witch to be, I guess. You know, she's kind of like a witch. Student. Witch in you know, training. Witch in training. There you go. That's the right words for it that we just read not 10 mm -hmm. minutes ago. That's all right. My brain space <laughs> is great, man. My memory is strong. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she, she heads off. With her uh, black cat Gigi, um, to to find her own city to be you know to to be the witch of to to help out however she can however her skills can right. best you know uh, help the city and uh, you know she's very traditional in that she has like you know the black robe she's got mm -hmm. uh, but a little bit of you know a little bit of that modern flair with a little red bow she's got to have her dad's radio yeah and she's got the radio yeah. hanging off the broom yeah. yeah. I love it. And she's she also leaves a whole month earlier than she had initially planned and decided to do so the night of. And they have to leave uh, on a full moon to start their training. And they have to leave their hometown and find a new town. I don't know if they're supposed to be the only witch in that town. That seems a little impractical. But they are yeah, supposed sure. to find out their new skills and... So far, the only thing that Kiki can really do is fly. And her mom was a, yeah. <laughs> a, a potion maker. Her mom, uh, Kokiri. And Kokiri was uh, originally played by Miyako Nabusawa and Kath Sauchi. Now, I mention these people because they seem like they could be important in that those first roles like they do what that that's i'm just trying to speak to the caliber of the movie like they don't they they didn't stop making her their parents characters just because they're only in the beginning is what I, i'm trying yeah. to say and uh yeah. okino her father is uh koichi miura and also also jeff bennett in the version we watched and i don't yeah. think we mentioned the 
Japanese actors for Kiki and Gigi. That is no. Minami Takayama and Rei Sakuma. And I don't even I don't think we even mentioned that Kirsten Dunst was Kiki. Maybe we did. Oh, but... I think you did, but maybe you didn't. Okay. But a very a very young Kristen Dunst voice, which was another thing that confused me when I yeah, yeah. Uh, saw that it was 2010, and that was because it was when she was actually young. And I'm like, it sounds like Kristen Dunst, but like she doesn't yeah. sound like that. <laughs> it was it was really funny because I looked up the cast beforehand because I was just like, ooh, I want to kind of like spoil this for myself so that mm-hmm. I know what I'm what I'm like what I'm looking for. And I saw Kirsten Dunst was like that, and Phil Hartman were the only names I really recognized. And I was just like, okay, Kirsten Dunst, like, uh, I'm ready to hear this. And then, like, immediately right off the bat, I was like, yeah, that's the Kirsten Dunst I know. But I saw 2010, and she, her voice has changed. So I was really confused <laughs> for, like, five minutes because I was just like, maybe, I don't know. But, yeah, it makes sense that they re-released it because this is a young Kirsten. <laughs> yes, a very young Kirsten. But not to say that her performance is lacking in any way, but it's just, no, no. Like, it's just a very young-sounding person like it sounds yeah, she, like a, she passes as a teenager as a teenager, yeah, a teenager yeah uh so she meets uh some people the big one that she meets is asano and i was not trying to crack a joke at her but she is very pregnant and yeah i was gonna say man <laughs> wow is <laughs> uh played by Ki- kiko toda and tress mcneil and I don't know her necessarily, but uh, it's a, I really love Asono. Asono is... Oh, yeah. Asono is a, a beautiful character. Yes. Just just the best person to bump into if you're going to land your broom in town. Yeah. Like, if you've ever made a big trip to, like, a, a new city and you've been kind of, like, scared about it and having anxiety, and then you kind of daydream about the future, you always daydream about running into somebody like Osono. Oh, You know, yes. somebody who's just, like, takes you under your wing and is just like, I'll be here for 100%. you. You know, I'll support you. I'll be very kind to you yeah. and get you settled. And she owns a bakery, and it has this interesting name that I would not know how to say with umlauts. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she runs it with who ends up being her husband, but I don't know what his name is. But he's a very sweet, yeah, quiet man uh, who does pan tricks and stuff. And I, I like him very much. And they kind of just adopt Kiki together. <laughs> it's like their practice yeah. <laughs> of having a teenager before their babies are born. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and she helps her She helps her set up a delivery service That's outside right. of her, well, I guess at her business. Yes. At her, at her bakery. It, it runs congruently. Yeah. And in fact, I'm yeah. sure that Osona uses her to deliver baked goods as well. Yeah. And she makes money off of it. Of She's course. not using her just to like, like, you know, you're living under my roof. Go deliver this. Kiki works at the bakery for room and board. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's she's very bored. It's it's like, you know, if you've ever gotten that, like, th- this movie reflects the experience of leaving, like, of going to college, kind of, of, like, mm, leaving your parents bit, home for yeah. the first time. You know, like, you go to a new city, you're a little nervous and everything. Your first job, you're, you're kind of excited, but at the same time, you're kind of fucking bored. Because yeah. usually it's just, like, retail or something. <laughs> and there's yeah. not, like, something happening all the time. Right. She, and, like... <laughs> 
There is just definitely this scene where she is just super bored behind the counter, waiting for the phone to ring. Please let me have a delivery so I could go outside this goddamn bakery that I promised to watch. <laughs> There's one important character who is, he's not stalking her. He's not a weirdo. Oh, yes. Yes. But uh, he, he does, he is really interested to buy her. Mm-hmm. He kind of has a crush on her. Uh, his name is Tombo. Yes. Uh, Tombo is played by Cape Yamaguchi and Matthew Lawrence in the yes. Disney version. Matthew Lawrence, as known from Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And also Boy Meets World. Yeah, I didn't watch that as much. Yeah, I watched that some, and I think I recognize the character that uh, he is. But definitely for Mrs. Doubtfire. I watched that a yeah, lot. Yeah, I remember him now from Doubtfire, yeah interesting i don't think i would have recognized his uh voice his voice though no never yeah. in a million years but now that i know who it was i can uh, but tombo tombo is obsessed with aviation and yes. he's part of an aviation club um, a group kid. of you know geeky nerd teenagers and everything who you know they just love flying things and of course you have a, a resident witch come to town flying in on her broomstick you know her skill is flying yeah you know of course they're immediately going to be like oh my god we want you we you know we we need to we want you be friends we we need to be friends with you in that way not you know yeah but he does come on a bit strong at least for kiki's taste Kiki, like, has wants nothing to do with him at first. But it turns out because she thinks he's cute and she also thinks that maybe he's making fun of her. Uh, like, she doesn't quite feel comfortable in the black dress. They they know yeah. at <laughs> a certain point. And um, anyways, she, she realizes that she really likes him with Asona's help. There's some misadventures, though, with the delivery service. Uh, before their relationship really kicks off uh, for one she is supposed to her first delivery she's supposed to deliver a toy and uh, yeah. this is like Gigi's big scene where she substitutes Gigi for the toy and because they're the exact yeah, same <laughs> yeah and the dog the family dog likes Gigi more than the kid that <laughs> she delivered it to and i she, bet if there's a dog voice it's gonna be no i don't see one i don't see Dang you it. don't see frank welker huh nope i don't see oh, frank damn i mean i was kind of assuming because yeah. i thought the kid the dog's name was max so i was looking for a max but then i was like I no guess I could just it was look for jeff frank welker. the dog's name jeff. was jeff i swear uh, yeah, Ket, it, yeah, it was Jeff. Ket yeah. was the kid's name, by the way, and that was played by Pamela uh, Adlon, who, if you did, if you recognize the voice, you might have from King of the Hill. It was Bobby Hill. <laughs> oh my god! I did not recognize the voice. That's hilarious. Uh, oh my so fucking funny. god! That's so good. <laughs> I did. I did see another name that I I recognize, but only because of a Game Grump skit. Yeah, and that is um, in the pursuit of getting the toy back. You know, because she dropped the toy right. over a forest, and then upset the crows that were living there because the crows thought she was stealing an egg. Um, <clears throat> long story, uh, but when she goes back to the forest to try to retrieve the toy, while Gigi is playing play acting as the right. toy at the house. 
Uh, she comes across Ursula, right. who is just this local artist. You know, she's just living in the woods, drawing birds, like going crazy with some awesome paint jo- yeah. painting and everything. Um, and the Japanese version, Ursula is voiced by Minami Takayama. But in the Disney version is Janine Garofalo, and the Game Grumps have a very hilarious Janine Garofalo skit. That that's the only place I know that name from. That's I don't so I don't know funny. who Janine Garofalo is, but I know it because of the Game Grumps. That is really really funny. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to, I would know her from. Uh, oh, she's in What Happened American Summer. Okay, I kind of remember oh, that. Okay, uh, okay. All right, I've only right seen my that girls. So that's one of my favorite Paul Rudd <laughs> characters. Uh, the oh, from Wet Hot American Summer. I got you. Yeah, just like what are you doing? I'm writing in my journal. <laughs> Don't you mean journal? <laughs> Whatever. I'm not smart like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. I love it. Uh, yeah, he can play stupid pretty well. He really can. <laughs> but yeah, Kiki. Kiki. Um, uh, the other, yeah, she meets her, and in fact, Ursula helps her fix the toy, because the crows yeah. who call her an egg snatcher, <laughs> they, they broke it. Yeah, they really don't like, uh, they don't like, they don't like Kiki, Kiki at first. But they love Ursula. <clears throat> Which Gigi points out is kind of weird, because, you know, crows used to be uh an animal associated right. with, you know with witches and right. their you know in this movie and who knows who with all of the up and down of how our society treated witches uh maybe yeah. ursula is from a line of witches that put their powers behind them so maybe and that's where her creative enthusiasm comes from just making fanfic right now. That's all. <laughs> Ursula was a witch. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it with a name like Ursula. Um, so Kiki gets depressed after uh, this one big job that interferes with a party for Tombo that she misses. When yeah. she meets that old la- lady, Madam, uh, who's played by yeah. Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and in uh, Haruko Kato. Oh yes, Haruko Kato uh, is from the Japanese, and Barsa is her, I believe, her maid, played by Hiroko Sika and Edie McClurg. You you would recognize her from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and uh, yeah, Carrie. Yeah, Cheech and Chong's yeah, I just next. Didn't recognize movie. the voice, you know? No, I did not. I did not either, but. Debbie Reynolds, Sarah had to point out that that was Debbie Reynolds for me. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't recognize it until you just mentioned it because then I saw the name and was like, "Oh, yeah, I do actually recognize that yeah, name too." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that there's Damn this it. really cute moment in the movie. It's like it really shows how how much integrity Kiki has when she goes and helps this woman make this pie that was supposed to be done by the time Kiki got yeah. there. Uh, but the oven wasn't working. So she helped her build a fire in this very old-fashioned oven. It's a very good, hard-working moment. Really shows what mm-hmm. Kiki's able to do in her uh, work ethic, that is. 
Um, yeah, not yeah. like that she's a kitchen witch or anything. She's a flying witch. Um, so <laughs> she helps her make the pie. She gets it there. She's soaking wet because there was a big storm and the kid doesn't give a shit. And then no. she's late. She, she's late for Tombo's party and it wouldn't matter anyways because she doesn't have another set of clothes. And she's also very sick by this point. Oh, yes. Like, she just gets into bed. She's just awfully ill. Yeah. And <clears throat> I love that, that moment because it really... Um, and then right after that, as you mentioned, she's depressed. Right. And, it, and again, it, it parallels so perfectly the experience of going to college for... You know, in America, at least. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you get your job. You're excited. You're willing to go the extra mile. You want to, you know, you want to show that you can. And so you're, you're doing everything you can to please them. But after, you know, a couple years, you, you know, if, if you were to go to that delivery at that old yeah. lady's house, well, I mean, I don't want to say you specifically, but if I were to, this is how sure. jaded I am right now, is if I were to go there, I'd be like, oh my God, you don't have the damn pie ready. Okay, fine. I guess I can help you. All right, let's do this. And I would sit there, and I, you know, I'd have some pleasant conversation. I would enjoy it, right. but then once I get to get the pie, and I'm out, and then it starts raining, raining, then I'm just like silently cursing the old lady. I'm like, damn it, if she had the pie ready, I wouldn't be <laughs> in fucking rain right now. And then you get to the customer, and the customer's shitty about it, where she's like, I don't even want this fucking thing, and you're just like, oh my god, you're, I, I, I fucking hate you. Like, you know, I hate talking to people. Like. Yeah, you know it really resembles that because then you become depressed when when your job becomes your life. Yeah, and that's kind of what happens to Kiki is is her skill, her her flying, her being a witch, her delivery, kind of becomes her life, and she just kind of hates it. You know, after yeah, a while, she's yeah. kind of depressed. It, you know, it was something that she loved and was excited to start doing, but once it became more work, she enjoyed it less that it took the enjoyment out of it for for a while yeah and ursula comes back in uh and uh she is like hey i think what you have is pretty much artist block and so she helps her through that well just just by giving her advice and that doesn't get her out of this funk but it does get her thinking about it in a in a, a different way and yeah. uh, that brings us back to their relationship with Tombo. Tombo, like we said, loves aviation. He's making his own flying machine. And, yeah. Uh, that's cool. And in the background, there's uh, a Zeppelin that crashes, and it comes down to Kiki to save the day, and I'll leave it there. Because that's, yeah, that's, that's a synopsis. Yeah. We did. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fine, yeah. Yeah, I really, I really love the relationship with Tombo because as Kiki starts to lose her powers, she starts to develop this, you know, this kind of friendliness with Tombo. They go on a right. kind of like a date, you know, you call right. it that. It's not really, but, you know, where he shows her his aviation machine, his flying bicycle kind of thing, yeah. and it's really cool. I, I love that scene. I love, you know, because, she, you know, she's, she's struggling with her powers, but she's still having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, she's struggling to even understand Gigi, but Gigi's off with a right. local cat, you know, getting, getting Twitter some... painted himself. Yep. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you know, I, I love it. It's like, I, I don't know. This movie really reflects life in a really good way. Right. Um, because 
you know, after after she goes through a little bit of depression, you know, it, it, it ebbs and it ebbs and flows, or however that saying goes, you know, it it, it comes uh-huh. it comes back around where she like you know, it's it's heartwarming, it's uplifting yes. at the end. You kind of just like you have this beautiful moment of being like when 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 it comes to Kiki to save the day, as you said, you're kind of like, at least I was like kind of off the couch. Cause I was, I don't know if I was exercising or doing what, but I was right. like standing over the couch, like pace oh, down, shit. ready to see what was happening. Like, Oh fuck, what's going on? Like, oh, is she going to save him? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. it was super exciting. Well, yeah, I, I guess it would be for your first time. I mean, I knew what was going to happen and I, I am still like, you know, watching the movie at that point and it's excited right. uh, but yeah i can't i can't imagine having watched it for the first time how that would feel because it's been a long time since i watched it for the first time i don't remember <laughs> yeah it's still i don't know I, I really enjoyed it i give it four stars like it's, nice it's, it's pretty fucking beautiful i love kiki miyazaki you talented miyazaki's bastard. great man uh, and Isao is great too. It's yes. just that one. I mean, I gave, I gave Grave of the Fireflies four stars. It's just. I think you did, yeah. Really fucking sad. <laughs> <laughs> this one's not sad. This, this one's one like, fuck isn't yeah. Sad. This one's yeah. great. It has that madness that we associate with the whole genre. Uh, not Women genre, are the future. And Females women rule. are the future. God damn straight. Um, I love this movie i have watched it several times i think it is very well put together it's it's also simple for even being a a, a modern set fantasy you know and yeah uh, i i like it for that and i give it a face and a half hell yeah beautiful go check it out everybody and yeah. then uh as you're checking it out check out patreon.com slash green and faceless no reason just do it no reason yeah just do it if you don't do it, is that it? We'll know. I think that's the we episode. Will know. Yeah, we'll we'll know. Sadly, just like we know what you did last summer, <laughs> Tina. Yeah, Tina, and and Tommy. Gosh, you guys. Yeah, we can't forget Tommy. Tommy was actually the ringleader. Tina didn't really do too much. It was all Tommy. Nah, 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 nah. See, I think she was secretly pulling the threads. Yeah. Oh, you? Th- oh, yeah. I think so. I think Tommy thought he was in charge. Okay, maybe. Maybe we don't know everything, Tina and Tommy. You guys can get in the comments and, you know, yeah. pitch you your side know. of the story. You know what yeah. you did. We'll, we'll start the trial next episode. Until then. Yeah. I'm the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.